Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. I don't even remember these incidents. I'm just looking at the names. Ann Coulter. I certainly remember her. Mel Gibson. Okay, I do remember that when he got pulled out. Michael Richards, Kramer, Seinfeld. Tim Hardaway. What did he do? The Miami Heat guard said that he wouldn't have wanted a gay player on his team. That seems so 1990s-ish, doesn't it? Maybe, uh, maybe it was that far back. It could have been. It could have. <laughs> Isaiah Washington. This is from 2007. He is the star from Grey's Anatomy who called a colleague the F word, but not the F bomb, on, uh, on set during an altercation. Oh, what was Bill Maher on for? On real time... He said that fewer people would be dead if the assassin... Oh, right, right, right. He said fewer people would be dead if the assassination attempt on Dick Cheney had been successful. Wait a minute. Was there an assassination attempt on Dick Cheney? I mean, he shot his buddy hunting quail, but I don't remember... Do you remember him being the... No. Uh, Quote, I'm just saying if he did die, other people, more people would live, and that's a fact. Barack Obama and John McCain. Obama, we ended up launching a war that should never have been authorized and should never have been waged and on which we have now spent $400 billion and have seen over 3,000 lives of the bravest young Americans wasted. Ah, okay, I do remember that. John McCain, Americans are very frustrated. They have every right to be. We've wasted a lot of our most precious treasure, which is American lives. What was my score? If the basis for invading Iraq was unfounded, what are we to make of the loss of American life? That's a fair question. Wasted, however, was a poor word choice. Muzzle meter. Obama a two. McCain a zero. If anyone can say it, I wrote at the time, it's a former POW. You remember the muzzle meter, ladies and gentlemen? It predates my time at Sirius XM. We had a lot of fun with it. Many years ago, and every once in a while, I don't even know if the machine works anymore, does it? It's the Michael Smirconish muzzle meter. I'm Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their, their love with women all across this country. Greatest line ever. Greatest line ever. The measuring stick for evaluating speeches with PC applications. I want to ask you about the gay thing. Does it become a, a sort of a pain in your butt after a while? I guess we shouldn't answer that too literally. Barney Frank. Ten means the person needs to be muzzled. Zero <laughs> means no harm, no foul. You've overcome tremendous adversity oh, in God. your own life. Would would you walk us through that? I was uh, born with a, a problem with my lower limbs. Remember when I said that to Ronan Tynan? Oh, Jesus. Michael Smirconi. Uh Okay, how about this one? How about this one? Joe Biden. 
Speaking of Obama, Senator Joe said, I mean, you got the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and a nice looking guy. I mean, that's storybook, man. What do you think I gave Joe Biden on the muzzle meter for saying that about Barack Obama? I mean, you got the first mainstream African-American man who's articulate and bright and clean and a nice looking guy. It's storybook. A goose egg, a zero, a Blutarski. As I said at the time, he was complimenting Obama. How sad we've reached a point where one must apologize for such an obvious accolade. I did say that uh, Ann Coulter was on this list. Okay, let's see what this is about. Uh, She thinks she's part of the very type of serious debate she extinguishes. Criticizing the views of those who enter the political fray is fair, but it was outrageous for her to oh, remember about the 9-11 widows? Do you remember that? What did she call them? Harpies? Something Something? like that. I think that was the word. Criticizing the views of those who enter the political fray is fair, but it was outrageous for her to say about the wives of certain 9-11 victims that she's never seen people enjoying their husband's deaths so much. Now she's blown it again. She essentially called John Edwards the F word, but not the F bomb. I don't want to say the word. I don't like saying the word. Presumably to make a joke. I guess she called him uh, that word to make a joke about the TV star who entered rehab after a similar line. Coulter's not funny and her comments don't inspire legitimate discussion. She's become a caricature of herself. Oh, I like that. Muzzle meter, a nine. Wow. She got a nine. Wow. So why do we bring up Oh, how about this? Oh, Michael Richards. Michael one. Richards. Uh, you remember when he was doing a stand-up routine he and he N-word? got heckled and he said the N-word? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember what I gave him? No. All right. I say he was funnier as Kramer wearing the pimp jacket or saying things like, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Do you see? I was a decent writer. I was a decent writer. What happened? Still are. What happened? Still are, Michael. Come on. Now, quote, <laughs> it's he's a N-word. He's a N-word. He said it several times, I recall. Right. Too bad he didn't initiate a serious conversation about black comics such as Chris Rock, who do use the N-word as part of their act. That would have been un-PC but worthwhile. Instead, he's just Mel Gibson doing stand-up. Muzzle meter, a 10. And finally, about Mel Gibson, what was the circumstance here? He was pulled over and he called the the, the police officer uh, Sugar tease love that expression yeah. so much has anyone ever called you sugar tease i'm just waiting i'm right. waiting for the day today could Dying, happen today please okay mel <laughs> mel gibson the gold standard for those needing to be muzzled i mean this is me speaking through my column i mean when i tie one on i say stupid things and when i was younger they were usually at closing time and sounded something like Literally, do not say it. Come on, come on, come on. Times have changed. Do not say it. You don't say it. I know. I know what you're going to say. You'd run don't the muscle meter on me. Yeah, do not say it. Come on. Come on. But no rational person, I say about Mel Gibson, no rational person gets tanked and blames the effing Jews. The Jews are, this is him speaking, the Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world Then I say the man has issues, particularly considering that his blood alcohol level was a measly 0.12. 
that's too high to be operating heavy machinery, but insufficient to transform someone into an anti-Semite. Muzzle meter score, a 10. A 10. So we have hauled out of the garage the muzzle meter because we need to run it today on one Scott Adams. Scott Adams has been a guest here. And CNN. Yeah, several times. And the reason, help me, TC, the reason that he was on is because he was perceived as Trump supporting. He was saying things of a political nature. I found him engaging. He was interesting. And he wrote a book and he was talking about politics and he was in the news and he was he absolutely was an interesting guest here and on TV. As any listener of POTUS knows, your sophisticated news readers, watchers and listeners, he is now losing uh, newspaper affiliations like all of them. It's seems. distributor too, like everything, everything. Yeah, it, it's like lights out for Scott Adams of Dilbert fame because of something that he said on a podcast. I went down a Scott Adams rabbit hole yesterday because he said this in a podcast carried on YouTube, but you couldn't tell immediately which of his many podcasts it was. I'll tell you something funny. So the Daily Mail, you know how they embed when they're talking about a video, they embed it in their story. Sure. Okay. So, so they had embedded the snippet that got him in trouble. Okay. But I wanted to hear the whole thing because ah. I know Scott Adams is one of these guys who's going to very quickly say, I was taken out of context. Oh, he did, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So I'm like, okay, I'll invest the time. It's my Sunday too, but I'll invest the time and watch <laughs> the whole effing thing if I have to. <laughs> so I couldn't figure out when I got to his YouTube page, which one it was. Okay. So now I go back to the Daily Mail and in the Daily Mail, he's wearing a black t-shirt. Uh-huh. I'm like, ah, there we go. I'll Uh-oh. go back to his YouTube page. Uniform? What? Uniform. Is Every that- <laughs> day, the man wears the same outfit. Is that wrong? Yes, it is wrong. Not according to me. <laughs> yeah. So consequently, I now had to go through like a whole boatload. You may have gotten a distressed email from me yesterday where I said, help me find this. I got a distressed email. And then by the time I was started looking for the distressed email, I got the all caps, I found it email. I found it. Right. right. So, yeah. yes. So um, what's interesting is... <laughs> my my is, Sunday was not spent as watching... I, good for you. Adams. As I was looking for it, I put Scott Adams and Dilbert into just a routine Google search, and a whole slew of stories popped up. What I found interesting was the way in which they were characterizing this incident in the headlines. For example, CNN's coverage. Hundreds of newspapers dropped Dilbert comic strip after racist tirade from creator Scott Adams. And I thought, that's kind of interesting. Was it a racist tirade? Because they're bringing you to the conclusion instead of simply saying, here's what he said. But a lot of them wrote it that way. BuzzFeed, Scott Adams' racist comments prompt newspapers to drop Dilbert. I watched a number of the anchors saying Scott Adams made racist comments for which, you know, he's now losing his gig. Others were more precise. NBC, quote, media publishers drop Dilbert comic strip after creators black hate group remark. So they chose to go the direction of let's actually quote what he said and leave it to readers to determine were those words racist. The Washington Post, and maybe this is the funniest of all, Washington Post, newspapers pull Dilbert after a cartoonist calls black people a hate group. 
And I thought, wow, that's kind of interesting. CNN flat out says he was racist. The Washington Post is more measured. You with me so far? When I click on the Google version, it takes me now to the source. The Washington Post, which in the Google summation quoted him literally, no, 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 in the version that was posted, Dilbert dropped by the Post and other papers after cartoonists' racist rant. What exactly did he say? And what is the uh, the origin uh, of this controversy? Allow me to explain. It is the poll question of the day. Uh, I'd like to lay out all the audio for you. And, of course, we will discuss in just a sec. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. You know who's on the side of Scott Adams? Elon Musk. Elon Musk, who came to his aid via Twitter. I think Musk, well, I'm getting to my conclusion. I shouldn't do that. I should first set it up. But I think everyone is uh, self-dealing here, acting in their own best interest. Musk, Rasmussen, Scott Adams, they all know what they're doing, and it's with a profit motive, in my opinion. 
how did this controversy arise? Well, this is another rabbit hole that I had to go down because I went looking for the Rasmussen poll to the extent that it was released. I couldn't find it. What I was able to find was a verbal representation of the poll that was put out by their lead pollster. His name is Mark Mitchell, head pollster at Rasmussen. It's a video, six or seven minutes long. And at the time that I looked at it yesterday, it already had more than a million views. So here's a snippet where he's explaining. And and I should tell you something else. The pollster is trying to tie this all into a conversation about CRT. Like, that's their justification. My Outside opinion is they're simply looking to stir the pot. But what's the theoretical justification? Oh, you know, this is the sort of thing that CRT stands for. So let's see what people believe. Listen to this. Now, as a caveat, I have absolutely no idea how YouTube is going to take this one. But all we did was ask very simple questions That's all that we should did. be uncontroversial. Yeah, sure. And we are reporting on what Americans That's all we do. Us. We report, Nothing you decide. <laughs> do you agree or disagree with this statement? It's okay to be white. Mind-blowingly, or perhaps not, the vast majority of American adults agree, 72%, and 58% strongly agree, only 12% disagree, and only 6% of those strongly. Now, 17% of Americans are not sure, and that's a pretty big number for a question like this, which should be a simple question to answer. To me, that is the standout number. People berated or guilted so much that they won't anonymously submit a response to an IVR call or an online survey. Now, just for you get it, I don't want you to doze off because this gets better. So that's the question. It's an asinine question. I think you'd never see it at Smirconish dot com. Right. We're we're, yeah, we're we're much more insightful and erudite in our inquiries. We're very nuanced. Thank you. Do you agree or disagree with this statement? It's okay to be white. So among people who are white, 67 percent say, yes, it's okay to be white. 14 percent somewhat agree uh, 5% somewhat disagree. I don't know. It looks like 1% who strongly disagrees. Uh, who, who is the white person who strongly disagrees? They must be disagreeing with the question, which is what I'm disagreeing with. Then among folks of color, among people who are black, do you agree or disagree with the statement? It's okay to be white. 42% strongly agree. 11% somewhat agree. 21% not sure. Somewhat disagree, 8%. Strongly disagree, 18%. And this is what catches the attention of Scott Adams, because Adams does some simple arithmetic, and he says, wait a minute, 26% of blacks say it's not okay to be white? 21% weren't weren't sure? That's a total of 47%. Hey, half of people who are black think that it's not okay to be white. And then he, he you know, makes his attempt at pro, uh, provocative comments about that, I argue, all in a pot and long. And this is part of a whole hour-long podcast, uh, stirring the pot and you know trying to get eyeballs and, and ears, I say. Listen to a little of it. Rasmussen poll uh, had a uh, provocative little poll today. They said, uh, do you agree or disagree with the statement... Uh, it's okay to be white. That was an actual question. Rasmussen asked, you know, white and black voters, and and probably others, uh, do you disagree or agree with the statement, it's okay to be white? 26% of blacks said uh, no. 
it's not okay to be white. 21% weren't sure. Add them together, that is 47% of black respondents were not willing to say it's okay to be white. That, that actually, that's like a real poll. Not really. It just happened. Not really. By the way, what, what you're hearing is that which caused Scott Adams to lose uh, a whole boatload of newspaper affiliations. The USA Today Network, and, and the information I'm reading to you now is probably dated. The USA Today Network, which publishes more than 200 newspapers, said it will no longer publish the Dilbert comic due to recent discriminatory comments by the creator. The L.A. Times said on Saturday it would end publication of the comic strip because of his racist comments. The editor of the Cleveland Plain Dealer, Chris Quinn, said that after Adams went on a quote-unquote racist rant, which you're hearing now, that prompted the newspaper to drop Gilbert. Other newspapers said they would discontinue the comic strip. The Boston Globe, the Washington Post, the San Antonio Express News, M Live Media Group, which has eight news publications in Michigan. Spokesperson for the New York Times said, we've decided to no longer publish Dilbert in our international print edition following his racist comments. The comic appeared only in the international print edition and was not in the Times U.S. edition. Here's more of Scott Adams. Did you have any idea? <laughs> would, would you have imagined that that could have happened? So I realized, um, as you know, I've been identifying as black for a while, years now, because I, you know, I like to be on the winning team, and I like to help. And I, I always thought, well, if you help the black community, that's sort of the biggest lever. You know, you, could, you can find the, the biggest benefit so I thought, well, that's the hardest thing and the biggest benefit. So I'd like to focus a lot of my life resources in helping black Americans. So much so that I started identifying as black to just be on the team I was helping. But it turns out that nearly half of that team uh, doesn't think uh, I'm okay to be white. Is that what they think? Which is Really? Is that what they're, is that what they're saying? I don't, I don't think that's what they're saying which is, of course, why I identified as black, cause, so I could be on the winning team for a while. But I have to say, uh, th- this is the first political poll that ever changed my activities. Here we go. I don't know that that's ever happened before. You know, normally you see a poll, you just look at it, you go, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, oh, this is interesting what other people think. But as of today, I'm going to re-identify as white, because I don't want to be a member of a hate group. I'd accidentally joined a hate group. So if if you know nearly half of all blacks, can I stop it right there? I mean, uh, he's calling. Okay, he's calling people who are black members of a hate group because half of them, according to this goofy Rasmussen poll, say it's not okay to be white, or they're not sure that it's okay to be white. Just to be clear, like this is right now the the hook on which the newspapers ditching him are hanging their hats. uh, Are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll. Uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. There it just is. Just get the fuck away. There you go. Where, wherever you have to go, just get away. Okay. Because there's no... That's it. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and... I've played camp. four minutes of it. I can't keep playing the thing, but... 
uh, I don't want Scott Adams to say, oh, take it out of con- I gave you plenty of context. I've explained this thing as best I can. The question I'm asking, his comments were dopey. His comments were arguably racist. I think the poll question was ridiculous. But I believe there's a legitimate inquiry being borne out by the divide in my audience as to whether the comic strip ought to be canceled over this. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Thank you so much for these telephone calls. We're going to begin in Green Bay, Wisconsin with Tanner. Tanner, react to the Scott Adams Dilbert story that I shared. Well, real quick on the cancel culture part of it, I, I would say you need to be a little careful about that kind of stuff because you will get a Streisand effect. And if you run out of places to cancel, eventually, you know, these things take a life on their own and then they get an in, a renewed interest just because of the story. So it doesn't always have the desired effect, uh, number one. But number two, I think the Elon Musk angle to all of this is interesting. Obviously, that's going to channel a lot of attention onto this. Um, But what he's responding to is now a whole host of other videos and polls and other things um, that are kind of distressing in terms of where we are in in this country um, on on the race relations question. How how do you okay? how do you read how do you read Musk's comments? And, And just give me one moment here for the benefit of others from Forbes. Musk, who often interacts with Adams on Twitter, 
took the news that Dilbert was being canceled as an opportunity to argue that American media is racist against whites and Asians, an argument for which he provided no evidence, quote, for a very highlighted, very long time, U.S. media was racist against non-white people, and now they're racist against whites and Asians. Same thing happened with elite colleges and high schools in America. Maybe they can try to not be racist, said Musk yesterday. There's more to it, but that gives you the, the, the gist. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I, didn't, I wasn't real tuned into the whole thing as it was happening, but some of the clips I saw were from major news outlets and stuff, and they were they were pretty bad, kind of, uh, you know, somewhat in line with what Scott was talking about from your clip. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it started a whole conversation of that about this so that'll be healthy in the end. But um, yeah, I doubt I, it. I I, I kind of doubt it. I, I think Rasmussen got what they wanted attention on their poll. And and some type of an argument that theoretically they were trying to make at CRT. Scott Adams is a lot of things. He's not a dumb guy. He's not a he's a deep thinker and he knew exactly what he was doing. I watched the tape for any signs that this was extemporaneous. You know, you get yourself in trouble because you truly do say something that comes out the wrong way. That's not what happened here. And Musk, I think, just loves making Twitter the the platform, the focal point where all this goes down. Yeah, I don't know much about the Dilbert guy. I've just seen him, I think, on uh, Bill Maher's show years ago. But, uh, yep. I'll, uh, you know, thanks for covering all the context. All right, Tanner, thank you. Yeah, maybe too much, maybe ad, ad nauseum. Uh, Andy, greetings. You're on Rhode I- in Rhode Island. What did you most want to say? Yeah, Michael, I don't have any question with the poll, any problem with the poll question that says, is it okay to be white? And I think it's pretty informative about how changing so? attitudes in society. Well, I think yeah, if you so? asked that question 40 years ago and compared it to attitudes today, just like if you asked the question 40 years ago, is it okay to be gay, and ask the same question again today, you'd see a very different response from society at large. And so I think it's informative in a social uh, information sort of way. T- to me, it's like asking, is it okay to be handicapped? I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're asking whether it's okay to be something or, or gay. It's something that you're born. I mean, it's, it's not a matter of choice. I, that's why I just don't get it. I would never ask a question about, it. is it okay to be this? You know, is it okay yeah, to but be? I, I disagree. I, I think that there would be no change in the, in the, in the view of, is it okay to be handicapped? But the fact that there would be large societal changes to the response to the question of, is it okay to be gay or is it okay to be white? It's actually pretty interesting and informative, and you're poo-pooing. The I am whole poo-pooing poll, it, and yes, I don't I am. why. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I've, I've maybe not explained it well. Is it okay to have brown eyes? Is it okay to fill in the blank? Uh, this says, Mister Minor from Lansing, Illinois. Greetings, Mister Minor. Why are you Why are you asking to be identified as you know with your surname? Uh, years of military service. All right. Go have, uh, go go to it. What did you want to say? And thank you. All right. Hey, hey uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, in in reference to the the survey, I believe that the question is kind of ambiguous because when we talk about culture and we talk about race, culture is something that exists. Race is something that we created, and so I believe even if that question was asked, is it okay to be black? 
you would see some fluctuation and some questionable um, outcomes if that was asked. With being called white, black, uh, brown-skinned, there's some some entitlements and some takeaways from being identified as such. So I don't believe it's so much, hey, we want to take away your culture. It's the term that the the racism piece that 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 they're talking about, in my opinion. If they asked folks who are black, is it okay to be black? I don't I don't know that they did because I watched the full seven minute explanation from Rasmussen and where he was trying to say that his inquiry was tied to CRT. It wouldn't make sense to ask about uh, blacks the way that it would make sense to ask about whites if he's trying to, quote unquote, prove his his point. But having said that, if I'm black and I'm asked, is it okay to be black? And I say, no, it's not okay to be black. I don't think I'm self-loathing. I think I'm probably someone trying to make an observation about how hard it is in certain circumstances to be black. I just find the whole thing a bit ridiculous. I don't know what the redeeming value of posing this question is other to get other than to get mouse clicks. Yes, I agree. Um, also, I don't believe in, in canceling individuals that that provide their opinion. Right. Um, maybe we do like we do on television. Hey, there is race, racist comments, uh, bias, uh, whatever, because I want to know who feels a certain way. If we start pushing people underground, we run into a bigger issue, in my opinion. But well, thank Mr. you for allowing me to talk. I appreciate Mi- it. Mr. Minor, I agree with your last point. I absolutely agree. Did, did uh, Scott Adams say something, fill in the blank, foolish, provocative, uh, ridiculous, racist? Separate question from, okay, do you now, you know, do you now pull the cord on his Dilbert cartoon? And I must not be the only one in thinking that is a totally different issue because it's like a 50-50 divide on my website right now. Marguerite, you don't think it's complicated. What should happen to his cartoon and greetings from Savannah? Hey, uh, yeah, I say pull the plug on the cartoon. And I got to say, I have been enjoying the Dilbert cartoon as as long as I can remember. And I, you know, when I when you were first talking about it, I was was really on the fence thinking, well, I got to hear this out. But when you read the part where he said, uh, my advice to white people is is get away from black people, avoid them. I'm like, okay, gong. You know, I just, I, why are we going to try to uh, instigate uh, hatred between anybody? I just, and so hit them where it hurts in the wallet. You know, I think all those newspapers, they have the right to say, fine, we're not going to give you a paycheck because we don't like what you said. I mean, I had no idea really who wrote Dilbert or anything about his, publicity or youtube or anything before this i think i'm not i'm not looking to uh thank you marguerite i'm not looking to promote it today i'm I'm just mentioning this in passing not only has he been a guest of mine but i i'll bet dan could tell me we probably released one of my interviews with him as a book club podcast which i I point out only for insight i'm not going to promote it today dan because if i did people would get the wrong message like oh look at this now you're you know what i mean you're glomming on here and seeking to capitalize on it right I, I'm, I'm not i'm simply saying if people want insight i know that i did how many how many of those did we release 
We have your uh, on Win Bigly. We do have that uh, book club podcast out there, so people right, can search you, and find it on uh, ex- wherever they listen to podcasts. Exactly. If yes. they want to hunt for it, we're we not going to yes. we're not going to stand we're not going to stand in their way. Uh, Kevin, greetings in Boston, Massachusetts. About Scott Adams, you wanted to say what? You know, I, I think the conversation that he's trying to have is it, it might be a good one. I mean, here in Boston, um, I told you, screener, um, we have a cap at Harvard University on Asian folks. So they're not, they're just not admitted just simply because of their race, even if they're qualified. Um, and that's, a, that's a conversation, Michael, that, you know, I don't know if that's the right policy or the wrong policy, but it's definitely a conversation. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. The problem with Adams is he just goes way too far. Like your last caller said, you know, I'm not going to move away from black people. That's stupid. I'm just, you know, but I think it is probably a conversation that we need to have about race in this country of is it a good idea to deny people entrance into schools or not give people jobs because they're white men or right, but I, or, Kevin, or well, actually, I'll accept it the way that you said it. And I to your first point, I've had that conversation so many times that case. Two related cases have twice reached the Supreme Court of the United States, and both times I've been all over it because I'm fascinated by it. I've gone through that admissions process as a as a father, and I'm intimately familiar with it. But yes, he pushed the envelope too far in an effort to be provocative. He could have come on and said, uh, "Look at this Rasmussen survey. Let's have a conversation as to why. What what would what would cause twenty one percent." of people who are black to be unsure as to whether it's okay to be white. I could see myself leading that type of a dialogue. It's the sort of thing that I do here. It was not his approach. It was not. No, instead, in, his, his, approach. his approach was one of this is shooting fish in a barrel to make myself a, a national talking point. And even if I cost newspaper, even if it costs me newspaper affiliations, it's something that I want to do to you know further my own uh, profile. That's what I think. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say Yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.